funeral parlor? We're here? I can't believe we're gonna party here. Did not know that. Okay, Brennan. So, uh, welcome back to Scream 101 podcast. I'm Sergio, and I'm Brennan. <laughs> and I guess I'm taking the charge today. So you know, I'm happy to hand the reins to you. Okay, it's a topsy turvy day. Patriots just won the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, it's just you know rubbing salt in the wound at this point. But Brennan, I'm gonna go ahead and throw the ball over to you. Punt <laughs> that ball back. So okay, great. Go. Um, this is the second episode for our donation drive. We're watching a movie recommended for by Rob Lorenz or Lawrence. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Uh, would that it were so simple. Uh. Um, but yeah, he um, donated to the ACLU, so that means he got to pick a movie for us, and that movie was 1988's Night of the Demons. Which was a fun choice. Yeah. Uh, not to be confused with 1980s Night of the Demon about Bigfoot ripping a dude's dick off. Or 1956's Night of the Demon about uh, uh, that one guy, Dana, uh, Dana Andrews. And he has to pass runes. And oh. he takes lots of skills. And also not to be convinced, or confused, not convinced, uh, with the Tales of the Crypt Demon Knight. Yeah, also not to be confused with the late 80s Italian Dario Argento-produced Demons. So many movies about demons. Yeah, horror got a little wonky all up in there. Oh, good, good, good job, good job. Okay, great. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, so we review every movie on scariness, campiness, effects, and, and quality, but first, the plot. Wild teenage girls hold a Halloween seance in an old funeral parlor to scare their friends. That's all I got from Google. So that's all I told you? That's all. Okay. Um, okay. Let me just run you through this real quick. Night of the Demons is basically the Evil Dead, but with teenagers. It's like Evil Dead babies. Uh. Um, a bunch of kids have a Halloween party slash a birthday party for Angela, maybe? I don't remember. Who is Angela? Angela's the main girl who's holding oh, okay. the party with the dark hair. She was friends okay. with the naked girl. Happy birthday, Angela. Yeah. <laughs> Pour one out. Um, anyway, so what is happening is they're at this party at this old funeral parlor up on this hill in the middle of nowhere, and they're like, it's walled in, and just they hold a seance and accidentally unleash a bunch of demons that take over the bodies of people and kill each other. It's pretty simple. Yeah, there's only one demon, though, you know, TBH. But so he's split off like Horcruxes with the other kids? It's just he weakened the others for for the demons, I Well, guess. no, it's Night of the Demons. If we were watching Night of the Demon, it would have been black and white well, and kind of boring. It all started with one demon, so I assume that it was just one. Okay, never mind, you're right. He uh, Maybe he just has asexual reproduction. I just had a problem with the fact that it started off with one demon, you know? How the one demon infected the blonde chick, and then she in turn infected her friend Angela. And then, like, slowly they started offing people and more demons got into dead people. Yeah, I remember that. So, just one demon. <laughs> uh, maybe. It, it just Maybe he splits off into smaller and smaller demons every time. I don't know. I'm just trying to make it come alive for me. Okay, I want to know, if you were scared by this movie, what's your scariness ranking? I gave it three. Oh, wow. Okay, what freaked you out about it? Mildly. Um, halfway. Yeah. <laughs> three uh, screams, by the way. 
uh, what freaked me out about it. I don't know if I was really ever freaked out, but I thought they had a good, they made good use of their set. And so, like, every time you turned around, you would see somebody, you would bump into someone. Mm -hmm. And, like, yes, they were mildly predictable, but uh, they were still fun. Yeah, and this was a very low-budget movie, mm -hmm. but I think they made the set work for them. It kind of looked like like the just the hallways behind the rec room of a church, mm -hmm. but they made it work with the shadows mm -hmm. and the grossness and goopy cobwebs they put all over. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I put I gave it two out of five screams. There is one jump scare that got me. <laughs> Which one was that? Um, movies of this vintage very rarely make me jump, but there's a part where um, Linnea Quigley, everyone's favorite naked oh, person. Oh, I know what you're, yeah. Um, she attacks the virginal final girl. This isn't a slasher, but we have annoying virgin at the center. Mm -hmm. Not that being a virgin is annoying. This particular virgin is really irritating. You really don't like Alice. Poor, sweet Alice. No, literally, her boyfriend gave her the most chaste tongueless kiss and she was like we're moving too fast and i'm like i don't think you're ready for this <laughs> um anyway so she and this other dude get attacked by linnea quickly in a bathroom and she just pops up out of the bottom of the frame and it kind of got me okay um and there's also a moment where the demon is taking over angela who's holding the party and she does this crazy dance with this black veil that goes on forever but it's kind of captivating and just kind of spooky because she does mm -hmm. these weird like contortions. She's really flexible. I like that. Yeah, that was a cool scene. And that kind of gave me a great deal of atmosphere that I feel felt was kind of lacking in the filmmaking itself. Like it was very straightforward, mm -hmm. like point the camera at something, put some fog in there. I wasn't scared by the shots or the atmosphere so much. Okay. I don't know. I thought there were some good panning shots in the movie. Yeah. No, the camera did move. You're right. And that was pretty like good it moved with the characters it moved while the characters were stationary um it was just i don't know i thought it was pretty good for what i'm assuming was a small budget feature it really was you know what you're right that's not fair of me i just think that um that that church rec room feel never really completely washed away from me but you're right i think they made a lot out of what they had i like i hated the set at first i was like okay we're gonna be stuck here it's another haunted house feature but then as we went along like we saw that there were abandoned rooms and in those rooms there were coffins and then there was a crematorium and then there was, was pretty um, cool uh a bunch of other stuff it just seemingly seemingly doors went on forever. Floors, it went on forever yeah um Roof. there was metal bars in the in the yard i don't know i liked it is all i can say about that great i'm glad you did um, and speaking of things that I like, let's go to campiness. Um, yeah, what's your score? I gave it three camps. Three perms. Three coffins. Okay, great. Um, boobs. There was so many boobs. I um, mean, they were all in a Quigley's, but there were enough of them. Yeah, and also what she did to her boobs. Oh my God, we'll get to that next next round. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I thought the characters were a lot of fun. I may have not liked all of them, but I oh my God, Stooge though. Who the hell's Stooge? The, oh, the pig head, pig nose dude. Yeah, yeah, he was annoying. Oh, I um, hated him so much. But I do think they had really good chemistry when all together, like when they were in that room partying with the strobe lights and the music, with yeah. the cell battery that ran out real quickly. <sighs> that party like, was so sad. It was sad, but I like believed it. I felt like these could be oh, a yeah. bunch of kids just you know blowing off some steam at a empty church or whatever. Yeah, it's not like a Pretty Little Liars party where it looks like it was planned by the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Mm -hmm. So what was your score, Brennan? Um, I gave it three out of five perms also. Um, like the opening credits, I always like a good opening credit sequence instead of a bunch of cool like little... Yeah, I will never take note of the opening credit sequence ever. 
Yeah, well, because you're always on Twitter when that happens. Um, no, I mean... It's like these little paper cutouts of demons flying around, and I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay, go ahead. Whatever. I like credits. That's the 80s score kicks in, and it's like, I'm ready for this. Mm. Um, I love... Okay, uh, Linnea Quigley, famed scream queen, is in this film. Um, I, this is a couple years after she really hit it big in Return of the Living Dead, where she was naked about 40% of the time in that movie. It was fantastic. Um, you know, she was just that actress that you knew you could hire, and she would take off all her clothes, just like she does in this movie. Mm-hmm. But never all at once. Like, it's... She does it in portions. She's really classy. Yeah. I mean, she, she you see everything, but not simultaneously, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is curious. Um... But I just love her. Her character has a hypnotic butt. Like she uses it to hypnotize two store clerks. Like she's bending over, looking at mm-hmm. some Tide, and her friend steals a bunch of stuff from the convenience store while they're all just staring at her butt. I loved that scene. Yeah, and then there's a part where she's she's says she's like warming her butt by the fire, and this dude's just watching it, just mesmerized. <laughs> uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, how about? The little kid who commented on his sister's bodacious boobies. Oh, yeah, that kid was annoying. Yeah, luckily he's only in the first scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, what else do I have? Oh, there's a scene where um, there's what, what's interesting about this is that the token black character actually survives the entire movie. Yep, which is awesome. Good he, job, Wilson. Roger. Roger. Like he and the final girl walk away together. And he could have just made it by himself too if he had wanted to be a. A me, he would have just, you know, later chick, you could not uh-huh. climb that. that they climbed to climb barbed wire to get out of there. That was that was intense. Mm-hmm. I'm disagreeing with you. Why yeah. are you looking at me? No, I was just trying to see how long that pause would go. <laughs> Before I said something in yeah. return? Um, Jerk. I'm sorry. Jerk. Whatever. No, but here, here's what I will say about the final girl. She got cool at the end, but she spent like a third of the film just locked in her room. <laughs> Which is the least of the film locked in a room. And then once she was out, she was literally weighing down everybody who was trying to help her. Yeah. Until like the last couple scenes, Mm -hmm. which that's not the kind of final girl I'm into. I'm not judging her choices of sexuality or whatever. I thought she was just annoying because her voice was really annoying. (laughs) Um, I had no problems with her voice, but I mean, to each his own. Yeah, but she just didn't have a lot of agency until the very end. Mm-hmm. Um, but then she was cool. To be fair, she didn't know she was in trouble until the very end. I think she knew. At least midway through. Okay, yeah. Um, but What's going on? Uh, let's talk about effects. That's the whole reason oh, anyone effects. should watch this movie. I gave it four. Oh, my God, me too. Yay. Let's give it four out of five Steve Johnsons. He's the guy who worked on the effects. Okay. Um, he was just a guest on the Shockwaves podcast. Good job, Steve. Or Steve's. For Steve's everywhere. Um, yeah, the makeup was really good. Demons. Yeah, what was your favorite effect in this movie? Favorite effect, hands down, would be when she was warming her hands by the fire, and then she turns around, and her hands are on fire. That was really cool. That was my favorite effect. Yeah, and no. also... what I think I'm going to say what you're going to say. Okay, go ahead. Steal it from me with Lorena Quigley or whatever. Yeah, Linnea Quigley. Um, she's just got lipstick all over her face. Like she's the lady in airplane during turbulence Mm -hmm. and, um, she just starts, she, you know, she opens her shirt because that's what her job is. She gets paid to do that. Mm -hmm. What a job though. I would love to have that job. It's so easy. Um, you do it. Would I take off my shirt for money? Mm -hmm. And then put lipstick all over you. Sure. Why not? Cause I know some people who'd be willing to pay for that. Okay. Yeah. Give me their number. 
Well, no, you have to put up like a Craigslist ad. Uh, okay, sure. Okay, let's do it. We're doing this right after. Okay, we'll we'll figure that out. Um. Anyway, yeah. I mean, people are celebrating the Super Bowl in pretty strange ways, probably. But anyway, well, this she, is just like re- regular times, man. Okay, great. So she's using her lipstick to draw this spiral like down her chest and around her boob. And I at first I was like, oh, this is just a pornier version of that scene in The Breakfast Club where Molly Ringwald uses her cleavage to put her lipstick on. Mm-hmm. But then she just presses her lipstick into her nipple and it vanishes. It gets sucked up by her boob. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. And it looks so good. Like the effect is so convincing. I don't think that the effect is that convincing because when she was rubbing the lipstick on her boobs, I could tell that her boobs were fake. Or that something was off. Okay. Um, I thought it was great. Like, I was really just, like, sucked in just like that lipstick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was crazy pants. Uh-huh. Um, but there's I'll a- say that I wasn't, ex- I wasn't expecting that, though. Like, mm-hmm. I knew that something was off when her boobs looked really plastic and kind of wooden. Uh-huh. But then I did not foresee her boobs sucking yeah, up that. Yeah, that image is just so captivating. Mm-hmm. And then we never find out what happens to the lipstick. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, there there's a couple other effects sequences I wanted to talk about. What? Go ahead, talk about them. Are you annoyed? No, I'm not. Do you want me, do you, did you want to say something? No. Did I interrupt you? No. Okay. Are we gonna have to like work through some stuff on this no. on the air? Oh my god. I'm just saying go ahead. Okay. Um there's <laughs> one of the best mid coitus death scenes I've seen in a long time, and I've seen a lot of those. Um Final girl's boyfriend is having sex with Linnea Quigley because dudes will just fall for anything. Mm -hmm. And she's a demon, obviously. He's still inside her, and she turns into a demon and gouges out his eyeballs. (laughs) And it's super gross. Yep, she Game of Thrones him. For those of you who've seen, I think it's season four or five. Of Game of Thrones, she she where the Iron Giant. It's in, he's, he's he's not the Iron Giant. Vin Diesel. No, I don't remember the guy's name. The was mountain that, was it's that Vin mountain. Diesel? Who's the Iron Giant? I think it was not Vin Diesel, but who cares? Um, the mountain. He was Game Groot. <laughs> okay, the mountain in Game of Thrones. Oh, like, that guy squeezes out Pedro Pascal's eyes, and it's just it's a shocking scene. You've seen that scene, haven't you? I don't think so. Oh. Well, whenever I force you to finally watch that series, like it'll be your your mind will be blown. Okay, I believe you. Are Vin you Diesel was the Iron Giant, okay, by the way. Okay, good job, Brennan. Um, but yeah. Also, we can't leave this conversation without talking about the final scene of this movie, where oh yeah, that affects. That was one of my favorite things. Yeah. Um. Do you want to do you want to set up this character? I would fuck it up. Go ahead. You do. Okay. It. Great. Um. Well, in the beginning, there's this old man who's just the grumpiest asshole in the world, and any kid that walks by is like damn kids you're all gonna rot in hell and he's the guy you see him he has he has his groceries and he has razor blades and he has apples and he's gonna kill all the kids Mm -hmm. like we talked about this in halloween too like the people in the 80s were so afraid of razor blade apples and it's like i'd be more afraid of people trying to give me health food on halloween but whatever Mm -hmm. was there ever any explanation as to why his character was even mentioned in the story or was he just there no he was just indicate the beginning and indicate the end he just local color you know okay because I was annoyed by him at the beginning. I was like, why do I give a shit? Of, or, sorry, why do I give a crap about this old man? Yeah, I totally thought he was going to like be the one who called the demons or something, but he just kind of vanished. And when mm-hmm. he came back, I was just so confused. Mm-hmm. But I had forgotten who he was. Mm-hmm. I had napped in between, as I usually do. Mm-hmm. I did pause it. Like, he didn't sleep through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
his wife cooked made him a pie out of the apples and that's his breakfast i look if i had pie for breakfast i'd be so happy i'd also gobble it down but he doesn't realize what's going on Mm -hmm. and then she's like oh yeah i used those apples from that you didn't give out during halloween because no kids came by because you're a terrible old man Mm -hmm. and he's like what those were my apples and razor blades burst through his throat and he dies and it, there, it there's no reason for it but it's great yeah it's pretty good karmic justice yeah and did, the wife knew right yeah. she seemed into it she was really blase about it she was like happy halloween dear yeah it was strange maybe she was the crypt keeper in disguise uh she was just i mean she was just tired of him you know yeah he did seem when pretty I, miserable when they first appeared whenever well, mind go ahead because I was going to go off on a weird tangent. Okay. Well, she slaved away to make him an apple pie for hours before he woke up. And he was like, eh, it's okay. And like, that's we don't the... know if she slaved away. She could have used store-bought crusts. Okay, but she still had to like make a pie. It takes a while. It takes like 30 minutes to make an apple pie with store-bought crusts. Okay. That's not a long time. That's a long time if you're an old person. Look, that's time you could use to like read the Bible. <laughs> to knit. To yeah. pray to the Lord for salvation from yeah. your life of sin. Whatever. Let's talk about quality. What uh, do you... I gave it a four. Four unlucky stars. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm constantly surprised by your score. Well, you know, I try to spice it up. Yeah. Okay, great. What did you like about this movie? Um, <laughs> I liked the characters. Okay, and good. Their, and their camaraderie. Uh, I liked how Sal finally got, what's her face? Alice, his character. Uh, what Judy Julie? I'm just gonna say Alice. She's dressed as Alice from uh-huh. from Wonderland. You might know her. Mm-hmm. And for a while, I felt like they were gonna finally fall in love because he was chasing after her from the beginning, right? Yeah, it was weird. He was kind of an asshole in the first scene, but then he wasn't. <laughs> and then he was less of an asshole than her boyfriend or her date was. Yeah. Um. And then I was like, yeah, they're gonna end up together along with Black Friend. And then <laughs> just watching, smiling, looking upon them. Well, he's just happy to survive. Yeah. Um, but then as the story goes on, he dies. But I mean, I was still rooting for her and by proxy black friend. Okay, Actually more great. black friend and like by proxy her. Yeah. Because the only reason I was ever rooting for her was because of the characters that she was attached to. Okay. Well, that means that they actually developed relationships, which mm-hmm. is good. I mean, that's an important thing in a script when your entire script hinges on 10 people mm-hmm. um i'm gonna be a little less kind to it i'm giving it three out of five unlucky stars Aww. i think for me the first half of it was just kind of i i don't know maybe i was just itchy because we'd sat through like the entire super bowl and i was already bored um lady gaga was great mm-hmm. uh, but million um, reasons to rewatch that performance exactly um but i just i wasn't super into the first act um I was playing a game called Find the Actor, like where I was trying to find the one person who was actually a good actor in the cast. <laughs> Not sure I found them. Yeah, you were really mean to those poor people. Look, when when Linnea Quigley is the strongest performer in your ensemble, maybe not the best decisions have been made. I'm not debating that. Okay. I was just running through all the characters one by one in my head and being like, you know what? That couple that disappeared for an hour from the film, they were okay. They were okay. No, I I just, I don't know. I found some of the girls kind of shrill and a lot of the dudes really irritating. But mm-hmm. maybe that means they gave great performances because their characters were shrill and irritating. Yeah, their characters, I feel like, were just archetypes. No one really had a character arc at all. Oh, not at all. This is not one of those mm-hmm. types of movies. 
it's not a it's not a fences mm-hmm. um but yeah um and the sound was super tinny um i don't mind the sound just i actually a- liked like during her seductive dance when, like well, when it was after uh she was moving and then there would be sound effects yeah when was she was clearly, slamming her hand on the floor uh, it was clearly not coming from her like naturally i mean mm-hmm. like she was causing it but i feel like it was just you know amplified by the sound yeah, by, um, no, because the sound effects were really tinny and far away. Mm-hmm. It sounded like she was banging on a drum a mile down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It just took me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But there's that moment. There's a very distinct split in this movie, and it's when Linnea Quigley is staring at herself in the mirror, and her face turns into a demon face. When the movie starts to lean onto its special effects as like the leg it has to stand on, and everything after that is super fun. Mm-hmm. and really great so like it evened out for me and i had a good time watching it i d- it took me a while to sink into this world like the lipstick into the <laughs> quickly sniffle okay um anyway do you have, uh the, actually that is probably the end of that conversation unless you have anything you want to add no i liked it um that's all i can tell you buddy okay did great you like it yeah i i did i enjoyed it i'm <laughs> I'm glad I didn't rush out and buy it on Blu-ray because I don't think I'll watch it again. Mm-hmm. But I want to watch the sequel. There's a sequel? There is a sequel. It's Did called Night of the Demons 2. Okay. I'd be down to watch it. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Just not after the Super Bowl. Like, if anybody's wondering why their favorite host today is kind of feeling down, it's because <laughs> the Falcons lost. Yeah. They're going to, like, they were extinct. They had such a lead, dude. Yeah. 28 to friggin three right wasn't that like, i think their so highest score at one point and then they got frozen in time by and an ice witch slowly but surely the patriots started coming back they threw no all one the tea in the them. harbor no one told them that they could do this but sure enough they're like no taxation without representation and they just pulled one under the poor birds and now those birds are going to be extinct guerrilla warfare whatever man stuff like that Here's hoping 2018 won't freak us over like 2017 did. Chargers and Rams, y'all. Chargers and Rams. Are those both LA teams? Yes, they are. See, I know, I know some sports. Uh-huh. I don't when know if they're the Chargers. Next to me. <laughs> I don't know if their Chargers are like officially an LA team yet, but I know they're planning on making the move to LA. Okay, cool. Uh, if you want to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. Give us five stars because we actually interrupted half the Super Bowl to watch this movie. Yeah. Not that that was actually a sacrifice, but I'm going to pretend it was. Well, we missed out on a lot of like million-dollar commercials. We did. They wasted all that money. Mm-hmm. Now It's down the drain now. Um, All for you. But anyway, yeah, we're still in the middle of our donation drive. This is but the second of our episodes that are coming. Um, and if you donate to any of the charities, especially the ACLU, that are located on the pinned post on our Twitter, $5 or more, you can choose a movie we watch for the show. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy with how this drive has been going so far. People have been picking great titles. And that includes n- the titles we'll be watching next episode, which is 
two episodes of the Tales from the Crypt TV series. Yep, Brennan has been talking about it nonstop since you know he found out that someone donated for it. I'm like, real jazzed. Like, hey, Brennan, how's it going? He's like, oh my god, Tales of the Crypt, we're gonna get to watch two episodes. I'm dead excited. <laughs> See, there he goes. This is a guy. He has no off button. I, I really don't. Okay, my microphone's being weird, so let's sign off. Okay, Brennan, take us home. Good luck on Country your journey, home. everybody. Country roads. Uh, to yeah, stay gold. Place. Stay gold. I've loved West Virginia. West Virginia. Better go blue. Next to Virginia. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Boo. Hello. Boo. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Down. My notes are in front of me. I am America. You're a patriot. Beautiful. Don't ever say that to my face. I'm sorry. Apologize. I just did. Again. I'm sorry. Apology not accepted. <laughs> are you being Sean Spicer? I am. That was the best of my thing of my life. That was great. All right, let's right. go. Mm. <sighs> me, 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 Bars. Me. This episode was brought to you by Cupholder Radio. You can find more episodes of this show and others at cupholderradio.com or wherever podcasts are sold. Get out! The podcast is coming from inside the house. Hello there. I'm Uncle Ponyboy. Do you like suspense? Don't go in there! Buckets of blood and human excrement? Pour upon me! Gratuitous nudity with more boobies than you can handle? Let me see them. And radical hairstyles? Oh, yeah! Then you should check out the Gore Gab Podcast, hosted by yours truly and DJ Gill. Hello! You can find us on the iTunes Podcast Store and on Twitter at Gore Gab Podcast. And while you're at it, go ahead and go check out cupholderradio.com. It's podcast for the weird at heart.